the big think at the end about politics, uh, which is where he began. Right. What do you think about it uh, in 2004? Yeah, acknowledging that perhaps other presidents like Roosevelt or Lincoln uh, might have been able to have who had their problems with partisanship, uh, let, let, let the record be clear. But in a sense, it was, the, the, I thought the tone was, was, was elegiac, uh, but also combative. I mean, he, you know, he, we've sat here before and talked about this. When he goes to that chamber, uh, <laughs> it, it brings out something, and you can feel sort of the Iowa ad-libs uh, yeah. coming out. Kathleen Parker in Washington, what did you think? Well, I have to say, it was a, I, I liked the speech overall. I think there were a lot of things he left out. Um, but um, Republicans can point those out as we uh, go along through the rest of this week. I tend to like uh, the way he went about the speech, meaning that I would much prefer a thematic speech uh, and the way he approached these four big questions rather than just a laundry list of this is what we've done, this is where we stand, and a lot of numbers and that sort of thing that tend to make the eyes glaze over. Um, I thought one of the things, you know, it, it was sort of a prequel to the, far the farewell address, as, as John said, the, the memoir to come. But I thought one thing that he got very close to, I wish he'd said more about this, but at the point where he was talking about um, the economy, saying that the economy is not in decline, but there have been these massive changes that started a long time ago and will continue to affect us and the way we, we do our business and the way our, you know, our economy will continue to struggle against these new, new conditions. And he talked about how that is, um, you know, that's part of the anxiety that people feel. But I would love to have heard him say a little bit more about the global changes and how how right. the American people have to sort of gird their loins and get ready for some really big changes coming our way. And it's not just the us. It's the whole the, the whole world is is changing in such tectonic ways. You know that uh, the pep talk on American values and, and what we are and who we are is great, um, but we really have to find new ways of being in this world. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the thing that nobody ever approaches. In part, that's president as teacher. Well, probably, but I mean, it, it's also very hard to articulate because no one's really wrapped their minds around this. Maybe John Meacham will write a book and explain it all to us, or Doris. <laughs> uh, well, he's looking for a subject. It may be it. So. That's right. Uh, David? Well, I thought, uh, Charlie, this was a, an optimistic speech uh -huh. that sounded more like the Barack Obama you heard on the trail in New Hampshire and Iowa in 2008 than the one whose voice has frequently been missing from some of the uh, bigger debates of the past year or year and a half. I thought it was interesting how he struck back at the tone he's been hearing in the campaign. There was uh, one moment where he, uh, he said, um, our answer needs to be more than tough talk or calls to carpet bomb civilians, a clear reference to Ted Cruz. He uh, made another clear reference without naming him to Donald Trump when he uh, called for a, a nation of tolerance and said once again that this is you know, who we are. So clearly the campaign talk of the Republicans in the past few months has gotten under his skin and he wanted to use this as a moment to sort of remind people of that air of optimism that he brought about. I thought the other really interesting thing, Charlie, was that he came back to the theme that the United States can be a superpower without being an occupier. It was in that line where he said that we needed to remember the lessons of Vietnam yes. and Iraq, the two defining moments. He was, you know, he was in college at the very end of Vietnam. 
Uh, obviously, uh, as the president, he inherited uh, the, the end of the Iraq war. And I think something else he's seen in the, in the campaign rhetoric of the past year are people not really contemplating very much what the lessons, particularly of the Iraq war, were. And I think he wanted to return to the thought that the United States could be a leader without going in and trying to be a nation builder. Uh, Doris? Well, I think it's human nature for a president in their final address to want to accomplish two things. One, to tell the story of the accomplishments that they've gone through. And I think he folded that into the strengths of America. So it wasn't, I did this, but Americans have done this. But nonetheless, all the accomplishments got in there. And secondly, the human desire is to somehow leave the presidency in the hands of somebody who's going to carry out the policies you care about. And I think that's where all those political zingers on the campaign pain trail came out, mentioning, as was just said by David, things that were really designed against Trump or Cruz and talking about Muslims when you insult them.